Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Poopy-doopy. Well, like, rap 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 a doo Yeah. Poopy-doopy. Like, like those dudes that get on the subway and they're like, we're gonna poopy-doop in your ears for money. Please give us some money. Shoopy-doopy-doop. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a, like a little tune for you. Now, I've seen plenty of panhandlers on the subway. Uh-huh. Both both homeless and like little children selling candy bars and stuff like that. Right. All right. There's a ton of pulls on a subway car. Yes. Why don't hot chicks just start doing strip routines? I mean, we would all <laughs> pay money for that. It's like, you know, you, everyone's sitting on their hands and not giving out money. But if some chicks came in there with little skirts and just started working the pole, you know, like saying and someone brings in like a boom box and stuff. Holy shit, man. Well, that'd I'll t- be awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Well, a couple reasons why that that won't fly in this city, in New York City. All right, no, number one, it's been done. Check uh, if you go to YouTube right now. Uh, I saw this and it made me cringe so hard. Somebody did that. So basically, this girl got, gets into a subway train, mm-hmm. uh, whips off her trench coat, and she's wearing a super <laughs> skinny <laughs> bikini. Yes, yes. And starts and starts doing a strip routine on one of the poles while the uh, train is going. That's awesome. And it's so awkward. Oh, well, it's that's I so mean, awkward. It does help. I mean, lighting does help a lot of things. So it's like it's yeah. true. If it was darker, it would be more appropriate. But uh, it's got to spice up your commute a little bit. I mean, maybe. But like, you know, the, the other thing is like, I don't know about like a strip club, but the poles on the subway are covered in, with germs and bacteria. I mean, like there's this thing, an actual thing called subway hands. Where, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've know, gotten it. Well, here's the thing, though. Afterwards, she can just, like, drip uh, Purell on her titties. Ah. <laughs> just, like, move them around, you know. Just bathe herself in Purell. Woo! Yeah! You know, and that way, when she ends the routine, she's clean again, and we're all happy. <laughs> so. That's, um, yeah, but the, the other reason that doesn't work is because they've been cracking down on that lately. Oh, boo. Haters going to hate. The the thing is, like, when you, you know, if you see a panhandler on the subway, you know, usually it's like some kids get on and they're like, what time is it? What time is it? And we're all like, oh, it's time to ignore you. And please don't <laughs> yeah. kick me in the face when you try and do some dance move. Yeah, uh, nice car. Yeah, but, but, if you see a, but if you see a lady get on and, and start panhandling, everybody just feels really bad because they're, like, oh, they're like, come on, come on. There are places you can go. There are a lot of different like uh, options available. Like we all feel bad. Just you know, just get out of here. Come on. What, no what way, are you doing? man. What are you doing? I'm gonna be in New York in two weeks, and I hope I get that subway car. I'm like, woo! Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> all right. So I definitely have to review the new TV show Gotham, uh, and yes. uh, we got some other stuff. And uh, do you want to? And and the Cora Book Four yes. trailer is online. We're I was gonna, gonna say, do you want to do you want to start with the Cora Book Four trailer? Fuck yeah! This We're... is basically gonna become the Cora podcast for the next uh, two months. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Chad, sit back and relax and enjoy this uh, next twenty seconds, where I'm going to admit that it seemed like every prediction you made a week or two ago was true. Ha Because I watched the trailer and you were like, that metal bender we see at the end of season three is going to be the bad guy. And those mecha units that Asame or her dad owns are going to be involved. And maybe even uh, the bad, who was the bad guy from season two, the traitor? 
Oh, um, who took over Asami's business for a little oh, bit? Yeah, um, uh, Tony Stark in, in yeah. Avatar Land. <laughs> and he's got like the awesome assistant, uh, Zhu Li. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Varric. You, 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 Varric. You said that guy's probably going to be in it. Um, and and just by looking at the previews, it definitely looks like all those things are coming to pass. Definitely that metal bender for sure. Yeah, well, it was so weird. You know, the last episode where they mentioned this character by name a couple times, and yeah. she gets airtime and, a, like, a line, and you're like, who the fuck is this? Where's yep. Cora? Why, you know, bring us back. Mm-hmm. So that that was clearly, it seemed like a setup, so thank yep. goodness. But there's, like, so can, can I drop some more predictions? Can we do more predictions? Well, but I also have to bust you on one. Okay. You said Janora was going to be bad, and you were totally wrong on it's that one. It's true, it's true. You know, I was... I was thinking, I was thinking big because yeah. because the creator said they were setting it up the whole time. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe just the way they were introducing the metal benders last season. Maybe that's how they meant it. Well, the thing, well, the thing, and here's here's some more predictions just based on what we see. So in the book four trailer, we see uh, there's been a passage of time. Three years. Yes, three three years. Cora is out of the wheelchair. Thank goodness. Yes. You know, we all kind of predicted that. Uh, anyway, that she would, you know, get back on her feet mm-hmm. and, you know, like she, you know, maybe the world doesn't need the Avatar. Maybe this book is about her realizing that it does, but she's back in action and she's rocking harder than before. And there's a ton of, uh, of, of bad dudes. People on the internet are calling these the, um, the, uh, the Earthreich <laughs> 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 because their, their uniforms look slightly SS-esque. Does, doesn't it almost seem like Korra's like, you know, the first three seasons, she's like, why are you trying to kill me? Why are you trying to... The season four is kind of like, fuck it, bring it. I I know that I'm going to have a life of just whooping ass. Mm-hmm. So take a number. Just kind of seemed like she's just ready. Uh, she's like, that's it. I know I'm not going to have a normal life. So let's fight. It's funny because like, like, it's like you said, like, you know, she's been hunted down many times mm-hmm. uh, throughout this, but she's always been the one to like, you know, she was always like spunky, the spunky, rebellious teenage girl. Mm-hmm. You know, but now she's cut her hair and it looks like she's ready for war. Yep. You know, and the metal benders and or the earth benders are the villains with uh, Kuvira as their leader. Yep. And then at the very end, though, she drops that the um, the name of the ultimate metal bender, Toph. Yeah, the one she basically invented metal bending. Yeah, the mom of the two metal benders you know the the police captain and then the metal bender basically like their queen from last season right which is which is amazing fan service because everyone after avatar the last airbender for years years and years i mean there is so much porn involving that oh, character geez. so much porn are you serious it's a total she's like she's like the fan favorite out of anybody everybody's just like we love the blind uh, metal bending chick she's amazing she gets all these funny lines she was great mm. and so you know when her daughters show up you know in uh, previous seasons of Korra everybody was like yeah awesome great and now maybe she's like the Yoda character in book four mm, okay you know just saying I mean so what what we've kind of discovered from the trailer because there's a lot of breakdowns out there is that uh, Varric's assistant Julie is looking kind of evil and she's in one of the uh, mechs at yes. some point. Yes, I did I did I did catch a glimpse of that. Yeah, so everybody's finally saying, "Dude, is this for finally her 
like rebelling against Varric because Varric is more of like a goofball. Yeah. And Julie is always taking his shit, and uh, she's kind of like Virgil from WWF. Well, maybe that's what they meant when they mm-hmm. said a character that's always been around, the blah, blah, blah. Maybe they didn't mean Kuvira at the last second. Maybe they meant Julie. Yeah, it could be. I mean, she's she's basically Varric's right-hand man. Without his, She's not like his genius, but she gets everything done. So it would make sense if she took the Mecha army over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if she took over Varric Industries, I mean, he's been doing really well. He has all these prototypes. You mm-hmm. know, maybe she's just been part of it. And there is yeah. one there is one still Varric looking really pissed yeah. and confused. So maybe that's part of it. And he, she, yeah, he, she always gets him everything he needs and stuff. So she's not just an idiot or anything. So, yeah, it looks like maybe she could be, maybe that's the big surprise person that they said they were talking about. Right. And the one thing that I'm thinking of is like, all right, so you have... You have whoever is making a power grab, because the Earth Queen is dead, and mm-hmm. the Earth Nation is in flux. You know, they're leaderless, so somebody's going to make a power grab and take over, and mm-hmm. then lead their armies uh, much... Well, well, let's... let's. I mean, like, you know, everything, it seems, is like a parallel to World War II, let's say, so this is kind of bullshit, but, you know, you know, it's like the Kaiser's dead, Adolf Hitler rises to power, takes over the country, says everything's better, invades other countries. It seems like there's something there. Now, would you say, I mean, the these series, like, the normal people do not have a lot of technology, but then other people do have a lot of technology, like those mecha armor suits. You Would you say that some of it's, like, steampunkish, and then other parts of it are just straight-up tech? It's strange, because uh, book one, there was a lot of steampunk stuff. Yeah. You know, they were saying, like, hey, it's a new age, time has passed, we're having, like, benders in a steampunk era... But mm-hmm. then they have, like, these crazy metal robots. Yeah. Also. But so... so well, so anyway, so th- for the three seasons we've seen, they've generally kind of, you know, they've got a certain kind of style, and, and you can expect certain things in this world. But then it looks like they invented a machine that took them to our world, stole flights, <laughs> stole flight suits, and came back to there. Because we see Janora and um, Kai in what looks like our modern-day era flight suits, like those flying squirrel things or like how Banshee had back in the X-Men. Right. Which looked very out of uh, character of of those shows, but very cool at the same time. Don't need no flying kites that fold up into a walking stick no more. We got our flying squirrel suits. I mean, the the kites that turn into the walking stick, which you can use as a weapon, is pretty awesome. I don't think you could use a squirrel suit as a weapon. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's just funny that you see them in the squirrel suits now. So now they can basically just fly around without anything else and without having to go full airbender like uh, like the uh, Red Lotus guy did last year. Yeah, well, that's kind of crazy. You know, people are people have been kind of saying, like, well, now they really don't have to transcend to that level if they have a squirrel suit. They can just mm-hmm. kind of fl- flap around. Yep. You know, so, I mean, who knows? I like it. Yeah, I, cool. I, I, I thought, you know, this is the final hurrah, so they could basically do whatever they want. Yep. You know, also, they have uh, floating Zeppelins. I don't know if they're filled with gas, but they just exist. Right, that made, that that was more towards, like, the steampunk thing for me, but... So, anyways, I, I mean, you can't be more pumped after seeing that trailer. I mean, that was just, that was amazing. Absolutely. Oh, one last thing. Sure. So, Bolin is with Opal... Opal is from the Metal Clan. Uh, there's speculation. Spe- 
speculation out there that Bolin has joined the Earth Army because we see him in an Earth Army uniform. Well, we also see Korra with soldiers behind her, and we don't know if they're on her side or if she's surrounded. Mm -hmm. So there could be, like, two armies set to go here. Yes. So not entirely sure, but I think, uh, if anything, people are saying... People on the internet are saying, hey, maybe we'll finally get to see Bolin versus Mako. Like, it, might, it might just happen because... Oh, maybe, I don't want to see that. Maybe Bolin is on the side of the Earthbenders because oh. he's with that chick and he's been led astray by ladies in the past. Oh, that would be terrible. That yeah, would be terrible. And he's got to get his gotta, Bolin's got to stay fun. If you want Mako to go bad, that's fine. He's kind of a prick. But uh, not Bolin. Don't do it. I don't think he's going to go bad. It'd just be on the wrong side and be like, mm. but dudes, mm, I'm with this girl and uh, BJ's. Uh, I don't know. His heart always mm. leads him the right way, but That's I don't know. True. Well, so we'll, we'll be excited for that. So that'll be, well, obviously we'll review episode one next week. Absolutely. So episode one of something I saw this week was Gotham. Oh, yeah. So how was it? The new Batman, not Batman TV show. Right. It's like, it's like Batman, but when he's Fox. like a little kid. Yes. So it's like. The Star Wars prequels, but with Batman. Right. The uh, the show opens with uh, a young cat cat woman, I guess cat girl. She's basically looks like the same age as Bruce Wayne. Mm. Living on the streets. She's got like the uh, the goggles. That's how you know it's her. <laughs> over her head. <laughs> and uh, and she witnesses. She's up. She she's like robbing someone, and she jumps up into a fire escape and witnesses uh, the Wayne family get murdered. Oh. She's there for it. She sees it happen, and she, you know, she looks at little Bruce Wayne like, "What the fuck?" And um, you've got Jim Gordon, who is the uh, who was who's the I, I forget the guy's name, but he played the main character on the OC. <laughs> <laughs> played Ryan from the OC. Oh, awesome! <laughs> and uh, he was on like a cop show for a couple of years, like Southland or something. Oh, there you go. So he plays Jim Gordon and Donald Logue, or however you say his name, who is an awesome actor. Who I love him from a lot of things. Plays Harvey Bullock, and they're matched together. Mm. And Harvey Bullock uh, is kind of a nice guy, but definitely also corrupt. Okay. So it's like he wants to be a cop, but you know he he's got to play it both ways. He knows where his bread is buttered. And the main uh, villains are going to be um, Falcone. Balcone, mm -hmm. the, the crime boss. And then a, a smaller boss underneath him is uh, Jada Pinkett Smith as Fish Mooney. Wait, and, and I just, I heard that name and I was like, what? I mean, I guess. Well, it totally makes sense because this is what's going to happen. Uh, the penguin, a young penguin is working for her. Mm. Who, by the way, is the MVP of the show. Oh, okay. The fucking penguin is awesome. Great. Love the guy, but he like he's just a stooge at this point, and he actually is uh, sell, selling information to the cops and stuff. And at the end, and during this episode, Fish Mooney takes a bat to his legs, oh, and uh, kind of smacks him. In fact, after he his legs are messed up, he kind of waddles like a penguin now. Ah, oh, well, there you go, origin. And, and he's got a big he's got a big uh, nose. Ah. So, but but he he's a fucking sicko. Like he he's a weird ass dude and stuff. He's very cool. Love the penguin. Um, everyone else, you get a you get a glimpse of like who all these characters were. Like you get a glimpse of the Riddler. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually like a CSA guy for the police. Okay. And you've got you get a glimpse of Catwoman. You get a glimpse of Poison Ivy as a little kid. Uh, but the penguin is gonna be cool. But 
to answer your question in a very long-winded way, the reason why Jada Pinkett Smith is called Fish Mooney is because she just broke the Penguins' legs, kind of. He's going to come back. He's going to kill her at the end of this first season, and he's going to say, you know what eats fish? that's what's gonna happen that's why she's called fish mooney because he's gonna say some line like that and say penguins eat fish and he's gonna kill her and he's gonna take over her syndicate that's what's gonna happen got it you know who eats fish pie i mean moon pies Uh, oh fuck i fucked it up (laughs) so um but at the end of the first episode um uh, Jim Gordon is about to be killed, and Falcones actually saves him from Fish Mooney and says, there's a way we do things, blah, blah, blah. And then Harvey Bullock uh, takes the penguin out of their trunk and was like, Jim, you want I, you need to march the penguin to the end of the dock, and you got to put a bullet in his head mm. because uh, Falcone's guys are watching. So you've got to do this, or they're going to kill you. They're going to kill your fiancé, who might be a part-time lesbian. Okay. Who who used to bang um, a, a cop on the force? More on that later. So so like you've got to go kill the penguin right now on this dock because people are watching. And Jim Gordon's like, well, what if I don't? And he's like, then I've been told by the mob to kill you, and I will. All right. And and I'm your partner. He's like, I'm playing it both ways, dude. I'm a cop. I solve some crimes, but you know. I'm also kind of in league with the mob, so mm-hmm. very interesting. Well, it's, um, it's kind of like that's kind of like um, him from the first Batman movie, Michael Keaton yeah. Batman. Yeah, like, that was definitely his. Like he's like I'm a cop, but I'm really dirty cop. Yeah, but at the same time, like he he doesn't want to be paired with Jim Gordon, but he likes him. Like he did save Jim's life at one point mm-hmm. instead of just letting him die. You know, so he's kind of it's a two way street for him. But um, Bruce Wayne, who gives a shit. You know, just a kid. Alfred is awesome. Okay. He's like a tough English, more like playing up the the part of the Alfred with the military background. Mm-hmm. Like he's not some 80-year-old guy. Okay. So he's actually like a tough dude. So I, I like him. <laughs> so so are they building up like little Brucey is sleeping in his bed and he's like, Alfred's like rolling up his sleeves like, I have to protect the mansion, Master Bruce. You know, uh, like going out and cracking, crapping people's heads. He might. He might like Bruce is like uh, balancing like the top of the mansion mm-hmm. because he wants to overcome his fear, and Alfred's like, "Oi, get the fuck on!" <laughs> kind of <laughs> basically. So you can see that Alfred's gonna kind of help uh, turn Bruce into a badass, and and Catwoman is kind of like on the grounds of uh, the Wayne Manor, just kind of watching. She didn't she doesn't say anything the whole time. You know, I would. She's look- a, she's a little stupid, but <laughs> you know what I think would be totally freaking awesome. Is mm-hmm. uh, you know I see I kind of see where they're going based on your description, mm-hmm. but it feels like old Batman. It feels like '90s Batman. Like I want to see 2014 like Court of Owls worked in somehow. You know. Well, you never know. They said they're gonna have. I mean, they're going seasons deep on this, and they said they're gonna have like a lot of classic Gotham villains are gonna have like season long runs. Okay. So that they, they said they said in the future expect Mister Freeze and the Joker too. I hate that when people are like so. in the future. So like, yeah, I know. Like, it's like, like they're well, waiting. Well, but I think that this first season is is going to be the Penguin season, uh-huh. and if that is, I'm I'm pumped because the Penguin was cool. In fact, most of the characters were pretty cool except Jim Gordon. Ah, I don't know if it was the whole OC thing or just I don't really think he was that great of an actor in it. But I mean, he's a hard nosed hero, so he's going to work for it. But I didn't really care for him that much. But uh, but it's not bad. I'll definitely watch it again. Okay, great. So. I, just, I just hope they don't like save too much for season two. Like no, I I think they 
I think it's kind of well. Hopefully, it doesn't do the way Shield does. Shield was like, "Oh, we know we're not going to get canned," and they kind of <laughs> sucked hard. I did watch the season premiere of the Shield. Okay. Uh, or Marvel's Marvel's you know Agents of Shield blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and um, although it definitely fixed some things, um, and some of our listeners you know pointed out it wasn't bad and blah blah blah. Um, I don't know. It's still the absorbing man was on it and he was awesome yeah had the full powers awesome super cool and uh they shook it up a little bit killed some people killed xena warrior princess um but i think i'm gonna wait a couple episodes until people tell me that's even better and (laughs) i'm I'm waiting for mockingbird she hasn't shown up yet but she's going to so so i'm gonna hold off and i'm gonna wait for our fans to tell me that it's gotten even better because the first episode was okay but it's still at a lot of the, the people from the first season and they still suck yeah, now when 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 somebody kills off Sky and the other annoying characters, let me know. And, yeah, uh, she's in this now. She's more like special agenty. Actually, it's very fucking Silence of the Lambs because Ward, like her trainer in the first season, went bad guy. He was Hydra. Yeah, and so they have him locked in this cell, and she goes to the cell, and he's like, "I can tell you, Clarice. I can I can give you info about the way Hydra works." Da, 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 da. You know, and it's so Silence of the Lands. They're trying to make fucking Ward Hannibal Lecter. Mm. So she's going to go there, and he's going to try and tell her stuff, and she has to say, uh, is he telling the truth, or is he messing with me? Blah, blah, blah. So I didn't like that angle of but... Oh, well. Yeah. Ooh, excuse we'll me. Oh, sorry about that. But today, today, Eric, I, I performed at a medieval festival, mm-hmm. and there was 100,000 people there. Wow. 100,000. It's insane, and uh, and hot. I think it was the hottest medieval festival, our, our fifth one that we've ever done, mm. and it was crazy, dude. And we had our little boy there with us, so it made it kind of tough. Because mm. like kids, they want to like do whatever they want to do, and not what you want them to do. So there's a lot of chasing around and crying, and like, where is he going to sleep at the medieval festival? I don't know. Look, there's a gigantic dragon, and he wants to say hi. All right. I guess we're all eating chicken under the, the, the bridge and hiding from the crowds. Okay. It was it was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but like man, I'm bush. Mm. We all came home and it was one of those one of those moments where like I picked him out of the car seat and he wakes up because he had fallen asleep. He looks mm. me right in the eye and then like his head falls like a stone on my shoulder, like boom. Yeah. The car, like it connected with bone and he didn't even wake up. Yeah, you've been knocked the fuck out. Exactly, dude. He's just like, ah, uh, no. no. Well, get your rest because coming up on October 1st is Day of Dread. Oh, that's right. You got to get pumped for Day of Dread. This is, you know, when even Carl uh, Urban is talking about how he wants to do another Dread and stuff, uh, everyone that's behind Dread is like, dudes, unite October 1st, go out there and do something Dread related. You could buy the DVD. There's a another uh, continuing comic book series. You could buy an episode of the comic. You could just post on there. They're like, we all want to make a ton of noise and possibly some revenue for Dread, uh, all on October 1st to send a message to the powers that be that there is enough um, people out there that would be able to help with the sequel. Yeah, you know, like it's a property that can make you money. So. If you love Dread the way we do, October 1st, go out there and do something. I'm not asking you to spend your hard-earned money. You don't have to do that. I think I'm going to be buying one of the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
if anything, just do some awareness on social media or something. Spread the word. Dread. I think maybe everyone should wear like a helmet to work and not take it off. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking judge people all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you took my sandwich out of the fridge. Sentence. <laughs> ass whooping. I think- and then if your boss gets mad, you'd be like, no, it's, it's judgment day. Okay. I am the law. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you. It's so easy to judge people once you have kids. You judge people all the time. Mm. You're like, oh, I thought it was judgmental before, but now I think your parenting style is terrible and you're a horrible person. Oh, see, I'm actually less judgmental now that I'm a parent because I'm like, oh, I never knew. Now I understand how hard people have it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, well, <laughs> a lot I guess of- I can understand. <laughs> I mean, me too, but like, the, like a lot of times, like, you know, we're out and about and like a parent will like a kid will ask something to a parent and the way they respond i'm just like oh my how could you say that like oh, okay. like That's like they're looking at like like a like a like the sea lion or something at the zoo and they'd be like daddy what's that ah it's just some fish eh you know like let's let's go see the lions and i'm just like oh my god how dare you oh that's terrible <laughs> that's funny um so i i finally cut the cord no more internet at home, huh? No, no. I cut cable. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, you're Wait. I thought you cut I thought you had cable at home, but you got rid of your internet. I did, and I switched. Oh, okay. You switched so, back. So, cut the cable. No more cable television. Okay. Too too expensive. Got the internet back and then just uh sign up for Hulu Plus. There you go. So, saving 50 bucks a month. Um, you know, I can't get the live sports on TV, but you know, I get the illegal feeds on my computer. So I watched the football game today on the computer. Nicely done. And um, you know, so I'm still missing some things. You know, Hulu doesn't have everything, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna. I but I know I noticed that you can, you know, so some of the things I'll have to go to people's websites or like you can buy. I might have to buy episodes of Walking Dead on YouTube for like two bucks a pop. Yeah. Because I gotta watch my Walking Dead. Well, uh, um, well you, uh, with Amazon Prime, I don't know if you have that, but I don't. But you basically get their streaming service for free. Yeah, I don't have Amazon Prime. Uh, we we order everything online, so mm-hmm. it just made sense. Well, I did notice. So I was looking to see what kind of cartoons and stuff they had. Ah. And you know they had uh, they had the Acrobat Super Show. Okay. Which was awesome. Um, Dragon Ball Z, He Man, Voltron, Ninja Turtles. But they've got a shit ton of anime. Okay. I mean. I would have to say that half of all the shows on Hulu are anime. Like, if you go to there, like, they've got just hundreds of shows. But I don't fucking know any of them, really. So I was thinking maybe you and then the listeners, too, could give me a couple recommendations for stuff you thought think I would like. Not what you like, because I will hate that. But tell me some stuff that you think I might like, and then I will look for it on Hulu. Because I went to the anime channel and said over 100 shows, and I was like, fuck, I don't even... And a lot of them were just pictures of, like, little girls in dresses doing something oh, yeah <laughs> like every every main character was some show or the and it was like the name of some little girl fighting something yes so uh or i don't even know if they're fighting something uh might just be riding the bus to school and that's a 22 minute show i don't know so but i was figured i, I would call upon your expertise recommend some some stuff for me yeah of course i mean you gotta you gotta watch Gur and Logan. Gur and Logan. yeah watch watch that first is it like G R R R Gur? Uh, no, G U R R E N. G U R E Gurin. Lagan or Lagan, I don't know. Okay, so I'll, I'll definitely look for that. Then. I, th- I think I think the dub is pretty good. I watched it. I watched it subbed, 
You know, but I've mm. heard I've heard the uh, the dub the dub is pretty good. Um, yeah, that's a kick-ass show. It's twenty-four episodes long. Isn't like it's really cool. It's about this this future where um, where everybody lives underground because these gigantic mecha beasts piloted by the beast people are on the surface of the planets. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, and and if every if and uh, and so inside one of these mining colonies. Uh, where there's this mining and living in the in the ground, there's like there's this rebel asshole character who's like, "Fuck everybody! I'm awesome and I'm going up to the surface and I don't care what you say." And uh, and this little kid, who's uh, who's who finds this ancient uh, drill relic that might just change the future of the universe, and hmm. it's it's silly and there's a ton of insane mech action and it get like. It it takes a couple episodes uh, to really get going, but just like if you think about it, like um, like that old classic math formula, like the the professor who says, "Hey, I want to make you my employee, but I'll only pay you a penny a day um, times two, like every single day." So the second day you oh, get yeah. two pennies. Right. So by the end of the series, it like it just blows my mind, like what's happening and the scale of things that are happening and it just gets better every single episode hmm. okay so, just so that one's pretty good i'm also trying to look for there's this kick-ass um it's like I'm, i know i recommended it on the show before but like it's a japanese uh it's like horror and action series it's only like eight episodes long it's about these uh it's about this this school of samurai mm. that's it's like it's not like god like one of the things that i like if i see like girl or high school in the title i don't watch it right like i i hate it when people are in high school in a japanese anime because it's for kids yeah you know i'm like ah fuck it you know they're all the fucking same Mm. Uh, but there's this one it's definitely for adults it's so like nasty and gory and there's like tons of blood and tons of action it's really suspenseful but i can't fucking think of the name so while we're Okay. Oh, we're thinking. All right. So you've seen Vampire Hunter D, correct? Yes. And you've seen and you, you saw the remake. I think we talked about it. Yeah. Um, that's always a good one. Uh, Evangelion is kind of a classic, but it's also like involves fourteen-year-olds getting into robots. So nah. I, don't I don't know if it holds up. Maybe they have uh, the Berserk movies up. Those are yeah, really good. Yeah, because I only watched like half the series. So yeah, and it did not age well. It was low budgety when it was made, so they basically remade the TV series, but epic and in HD and really great animation in three movies. Oh, okay, let's see if they got that. Yeah, they really have just like a ton of anime on there. So let's see. I think the last one, um, I think it was called like Ren uh, Daughters. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you would you would totally enjoy this. But uh, there's this anime called Rin, colon, Daughters of, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it, um, Nemo Sign, whatever. It's a, it's basically, uh, it, it's, it's about this immortal woman living th- like, uh, and every few episodes they, they jump through time, mm-hmm. and it starts out in the 80s, and then they jump in time to the 90s, and then to the future, and then to the way future. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, she's battling an unknown enemy who tries to bring her down in various ways. And uh, and throughout the series, she's fighting these enemies that get imbued with, like, this uh, this seed. Mm-hmm. 
and everyone who is immortal basically has one of these seeds and you can take any kind of damage to your body it'll grow back until mm. you remove the seed from their body okay and the dude the dude who is uh hunting her down and hunting others down is basically like collecting these seeds for bad purposes oh so it's it's kind of cool there are some slow moments but overall i i enjoyed it okay what was that, is that one called again? Rin? Rin, R-I-N. Daughter. Okay. So if you just look up Rin, Daughters, Anime, that'll okay. get you there. All right, and then if any, uh, if anyone else of our listeners think, post it on uh, post it on YouTube. Sorry, YouTube. Post it on our Facebook page. Let us know, especially if, you, like, uh, if you're on Hulu Plus. You can give me a recommendation because right now my wife is just dominating Hulu with fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch episodes. Oh, God. I'm like, God damn it. <clears throat> oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's killing me. So, um, but it also advertises Korra. So, it had like the last five episodes of season three. Hmm. So, maybe I'll be able to watch it on TV and uh, not just online after all. Cool. So. I only got one last thing to talk about. I don't know what you got left in the chamber, but did you did you watch the uh, Family Guy Simpsons crossover? No, it didn't happen. It's tonight, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was. Oh shit, it's the twenty eighth. Yeah. Well, I will probably watch it tomorrow <laughs> on Hulu Plus. The there next day. That's why I like Hulu Plus because it's like my DVR. Mm-hmm. I just watch it the next day, anyways. Like I rarely watch shows as they happen, especially if they're at night because I got shit to do. Um. Which is why I got it. So if yeah, if it debuted, and I'm gonna watch the first episode of The Simpsons because someone dies or something. So whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm only interested in that first episode of Family Guy with The Simpsons crossover. So I might have to do the review of that one next weekend. I I I'm glad it was a, a an episode of Family Guy and not the other way around. Yes, because it'll be a little more crass. Yeah, like there's a there's actually a four minute trailer online. Yeah, and, I skipped it though because I just wanted to get pumped for when it actually happened. But yeah, it's it. Basically, it's like uh, I, it feels like if you don't want to watch the episode, they put all the funniest parts in there. I saw an interview. I read an interview between Matt Groening and um, Seth MacFarlane, mm-hmm. and you know they're just both complimenting each other and stuff. But they said if you could steal one character from the other person's show to bring it over, who would you steal? And Matt Groening gave a dumb answer. He's like, "Oh, I like all the Family Guys, blah blah blah." But Seth MacFarlane, with no hesitation, said, "I would steal Mr. Burns." Yeah. He's like, I love Mr. Burns. Wow. I would definitely, definitely steal Mr. Burns. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I just kind of stuck out to me. Oh, dude, I got it. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, it's this anime that I want you to watch that I know I've plugged before is called, uh, it's Shigurui. How do you spell it? S-H-I-G-U-R-U-I. But uh, why it wasn't called Death Frenzy, which is the trend, the literal translation, is beyond me because it's a kick-ass anime. Okay. Yeah, and it's like every episode I was like, like you know, certain TV shows you watch and you're like, like at the edge of seat thing, like oh my god, like oh he's gonna oh oh shit, like what's gonna happen now? And then like like the opposite of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to kill myself. Like every episode, and like, 
unexpected shit happens and people that you didn't think are gonna die die in terrible ways and you're and it advances the story and it feels like almost feels like a documentary because you're just like well that happened well now i'm gonna expect the unexpected to die good maybe a lot of a a (laughs) lot of dudes die a lot of a lot of dudes you think are gonna die don't die or what who's going to die who knows Mm. but uh it's it's great and i really it just sucks that there's only like was it eight episodes 12 episodes i think it was just one one season can you imagine if the 1980s cartoon that i love and i'm sure and i know you liked dungeons and dragons was reimagined as a japanese anime property oh god would it be three episodes no 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 it was no way sort sort of um so look this look this up too because you might actually enjoy this so record of lodos war of Lodos War. Yeah, and uh, and do the OVA, not the TV series, but the OVA, uh, which is like direct to video. Okay. It was. It's like it's like late. I think it's like early to late nineties, but it's basic. It's it's an anime that's based off of uh, an actual D and D session that, like back in Japan in that days, they would do these D and D sessions uh, on the radio. Mm-hmm. And this one got really popular, and so they made an anime out of it. And it's clear that it came from D and D. It's really cool. Oh, you fucking tease! What? I thought they took the actual characters and storyline oh, no. from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon and made it into Japanese anime. That's what I said. I said, wouldn't it be crazy? Like, you know, because that that show lasted like twenty four episodes, and it probably lasted three if it was Japanese anime, because it just gets slaughtered by Avenger. Yeah. <coughs> well, well. Here's the thing: is there's a lot of themes that are that are very much the same. You got the same tropes. You got the warrior. You got the uh, the uh, the elf warrior slash mage. You got the straight up mage. You got the dwarf. You know, mm. you got the evil badass who leads the army. You got the insane mage guy who's looking to destroy the world. I mean, you know, like there's a lot and of parallels. Were they kids that were on a roller coaster in an amusement park that got sucked <laughs> into this world and given powers by the dungeon master? I mean, you could believe that if you wanted. Because <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Well, anyways, I just watched that was on, um, uh, because of my Blu-ray player, I'm able to broadcast YouTube onto my television. Ah. And so... You know, because that and the Hulu, they're both on my TV. Yes. So, um, so yeah, and all the Dungeons and Dragons episodes, I think, are on YouTube. So I just started watching those for the hell of it. Awesome. <laughs> Again, and it's so good. I, I was inspired because uh, Rooster Teeth just took, like, the first episode of Dungeons and Dragons, and they recut it to make it sound like they were actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And it's so funny. Like, it's so perfect. It's great. Yeah. I'm I'm sad that they don't do well. Hopefully, they will do more of those. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so, in was, fact, I, I'm probably telling you what you posted on our website. Yes. <laughs> so I thank you for that. that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I knew I got that somewhere. That the the whole episode it reminded me so much of the original short, which you've probably heard. Um, it was on the Doctor Demento Radio Hour, where they're like Dungeons and Dragons, Satan's game. We'll go into an actual session of Dungeons and Dragons. And the kids are like, where's the Cheetos? Pass the Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah, but it's so like, that was just like a total riff on D&D, and so was this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, 
The last thing I wanted to talk about. Are you still thinking about that other anime, or did you? No, that was it. That was the one. Yeah, Shigeru. Shigeru. I mean, watch watch that. uh, That and Gurren Lagann are my top picks currently. Okay. Twenty years ago, plus two weeks, because this happened in mid-September. Okay. But I forgot to bring it up a couple weeks ago. Twenty years ago, I was in the movie theater watching Time Cop. Oh my God. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Kitchen Splits. <clears throat> also known as my favorite of all the Van Damme movies. Yeah. But, so it did come out in 1994. But the funny thing was, and we've talked about this a little bit, is that it's set in the future, 2004. Oh. It's set in 2004. So, <clears throat> I should have grabbed some water. So in 2004, Julie, give me some water. <laughs> Do the thing. <clears throat> yeah. So, but in, in, in the future of Time Cop, in 2004... Uh, they have time travel. Mm-hmm. So I just laughed that it is now 10 years past the future of Time Cop, 2014. And it's just so funny that just like I can't believe they said it in 2004 where there was time travel. Like they didn't even hedge their bets. Like most movies set it 30 years in the future. Mm-hmm. So you can say all sorts of shit's going to happen. And a lot of those movies, those dates have come and passed us already. Yes. Like, yeah, none of that shit has happened. Um, which is usually kind of funny. Back to the Future is about to happen. Um, but yeah, Time Cop, I just had to laugh. It was set in 2004, and it's ridiculous how <laughs> pathetic 2004 was compared to the Time Cock version of 2004. I think you just said Time Cock. Now that would be an <laughs> awesome porn. I've got to go back in time and fuck some people to save the world. Let's see. <laughs> time Cock. Uh, I'm Googling it. <laughs> Two people cannot occupy the same gangbang at the same time. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's, it's right. If you go back in time and your wieners touch with like yep. your alternate self, you melt and into each other, and it's weird. There's definitely kitchen splits in both of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> so time cop. Well, you know the the whole premise though of time cop, like time cop's take on the time travel thing was that if you like you could go back in time and change the past, but then when you get back to the future, nobody in the future remembers it except for you. Yeah, it's like the sound of thunder. Yeah, what's that? Oh, The Sound of Thunder was a very famous uh, short story. It's the whole, if you if you trample on a butterfly in the dinosaur age, okay, it causes ripple effect and destroys your whole world. Yeah, so. uh, which is bullshit. But, <laughs> but, but, but their version included this weird this weird paradox rule where the space time continuum would take you out of the space time continuum permanently, like you never existed if you if you physically touched. Uh, you in the past, right? Uh, which is how they get rid of the big bad senator. Um, mm. But but my my deal with Time Cop is that like uh, in Project Journeyman, which is this uh, CD-ROM video game that came out a long time ago, like in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a Time Cop like scenario where they had you know you were a part of this time traveling police force in the future, but in order to make sure that nobody like went back in time and like killed their wife's lover before they were born and come back, you know, and like if they never existed um, mm-hmm. or, and to make sure that nobody fuck with the time stream too much, they, they take like, I don't know, a gigantic magnetic disc full of actual history, unaltered history. And then they put it back like 65 million BC in like a mountain where nobody can get it. Mm. So if anybody fucks with a time stream, you just go back in time to like the reset disk and check, you know, take your computer checks like from that. 
Hmm. And I always just thought, like, when he gets back in the future and they're like, and nobody at the time traveling police force, you know, says for a second, wait a second, he's talking about somebody who doesn't exist. Hmm, let's put two and two together. Like, that's the whole ending of the movie is they're just like, what, Senator? He never existed. But, like, don't you understand your own time travel thingies? See, now that is why in the future I need to become a time cop. Because you could just fucking slack off and your boss would never be able to prove it. So you go (laughs) back into the past and you sit under a tree and just read a book. Mm. Or just, like, go, go to the strip club or something like that. And then you come back to the Same future, thing. and they're like, they're like, yo, did you get that wanted criminal who was machine gunning people from the Civil War? And be like, yeah, I did. All right, where's your proof? Be like, uh... <coughs> you don't remember him. I killed, like, five of them. Mm. And be like, what? And be like, yeah, don't you remember? Von Kaiser, I killed him. Glass Joe. Just remember this? King Hippo. I went back and killed all those guys, dude. I've, in fact, like, I always had an MVP work week. And be like, and the fact that you don't remember them is because I already killed them. Duh. So you can't <laughs> prove that I didn't do shit. <laughs> so every time they're like, you're not doing anything when you go back in the past. But yes, I am. You just don't remember it because I've corrected it for you. They're mm. gone. And I would just go back and do nothing. Wow. So Boom. We would, we would call it time slacker. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. We'd call it time slut. Oh, yeah. Because... I said if I could go back in time, I'd just go back and bang old girlfriends and stuff. <laughs> I just relive those moments over and over again. So I mean, we we have talked about this before, yes. but um, but yeah, I just had to laugh. Time cop. I mean, now <clears throat> there was a reason why Time Cop was only set ten years in the future, hmm. because his wife gets killed in '94. Right. But he has to set the future right. So then when he goes back into 2004 after he saves her murder, she's still alive, and it's ten years later, and he's got a ten-year-old kid. Okay. So it can't be set 30 years in the future or wouldn't it have the same resonance at the end? Because then he would feel bad. Wow, I had a kid and I missed their entire life. Because or... now, now they're 30. <laughs> well, that's true. So so he only existed, but wait. But then if he saved his wife from dying, doesn't him in the past also still exist? So him in the future, like the alternate timeline future where he doesn't have a kid... He's the only one who missed out on himself, on his well, kid, like that, regular him is. That's the thing. You had to sacrifice because you saved the past or you changed the past to save the future, but you didn't get to live it. So he comes back and it's been 10 years and he's like, oh, thank God my wife is alive and I have a 10-year-old. Holy shit, I got a 10-year-old. But he missed out on all those memories. See, I think he should have come back, come back to the future and be like, hey, I have a wife and kid. Oh, hey, look, there's me from the past. That lived and uh, was a great dad for 10 years, and I'm just some time cop guy. Yeah, he probably should have gone back in... Well, actually, at the end, I think he destroys the time cop stuff, so he can't do it anymore. Yeah. I think he he, he put it over a rail... <laughs> over, a, <laughs> over a train tracks and let it get smashed. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, it, it's just like um, Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm. They come back to the future from the 80s, and their lives are remarkably better. Yeah. But they didn't live it. You know, like, they don't know all those cool, fun things, but they don't care because they all got upgrades. So right. they're like, whatever, fuck it. So. I enjoy that Hot Tub, hot tub Time Machine 2 is set in the future. Yes. I thought there's no way they could have made the first one, but I was all on board. It was awesome. I was like, no way you make a sequel. They did. The sequel trailer looks good. So I'm in, man. Looks cool. I am. I am in. I but mean, yeah. 
Sorry. There, no, I was going to say there's there the whole mystery is like who is trying to kill them. Right. But I think it's pretty clear from the trailer who's trying to kill them. Well, we shall see. Yeah. But yeah, so if you've never seen Time Cop, please do. Because yeah. it's awesome. I would love to talk to you all the time about Time Cop, anyone that wants to talk about it. Because <laughs> it's so good. It's so fantastic. And it, it really, it was like, what I think it might have been Van Damme's highest grossing movie, too. More than Double Impact? Yeah. I think so. More than Sudden Death? This was like his last, this was like his, um, this was like his Under Siege. Ah. Because after this, he still made a ton of movies, but they slowly just started heading towards the DVD rack. So there, were, I don't think he had too many like full releases at the theater after this one. Oh, here it is. Yes, Time Cop uh, was the second to make over a hundred million. It's his highest-grossing film in which he starred. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't count like Expendables two or anything like that. No, and uh, Roger or Kung Fu Panda. I can't count that either. He was in Kung Fu Panda. He was in Kung Fu Panda 2. He was like a Kung, oh. Fu, Kung Fu Crocodile, I think. Oh, yeah, that doesn't, no. He can't yeah. just be a side character. Yeah, so yeah, it was his highest grossing one, and with good reason, because I, I will fight anyone else to the death and say that that was his best movie. Mm. And it's one of my favorite time travel movies. <laughs> out of all the ones out there. Fuck off, Marty McFly. <laughs> Go bang your mom in the car again. I choose Time Cop over you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you know this theory? So, uh, so in Back to the Future Part Two, or sorry, in Back to the Future Part One, uh, George McFly gets the courage to sock Biff in right. uh, because Marty has changed uh, history. Mm-hmm. But in Back to the Future Part Two, it's shown that um, that Biff's Biff spikes the punch at the uh, which it at the party or at the uh, prom. Right. Okay. So and then it's and then George McFly takes a sip of that punch, giving himself liquid courage. So Ooh. actually, Biff fucks himself over. Oh, that's true. He got some beer muscles, baby. Yeah, he's just like, I don't have to take your shit. Mm. That's awesome. And by the way, not only does he knock out Biff, but he also um, gets in the face of one of Biff's buddies too. Because mm-hmm. once they're dancing on the dance floor, they try cutting in and stuff. And I don't know if I don't think he punches the other one. He just kind of shoves him or something. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's it's like the YouTube video of that nerd. Uh, I shouldn't say nerd. I should say like that guy in a high school class where he gets like, like pushed from behind and then comes up and socks a dude in the face <laughs> and he's holding his fist, looking at them like, oh my god, I've unlocked something. And he's looking at everyone else like, who the fuck wants them? Yeah, like uh, we always knew this would happen. Yeah, actually, there was a really terrible. Do you, I think it was called Dinosaur City, maybe uh, that movie, where the kids go back and go back in time and/or to an alternate world where there are dinosaurs and cavemen living together, and I'm pretty sure it's Dinosaur City, uh, and and the one kid is a really big nerd. He's like the teenage heartthrob type with glasses, but then he gets the glasses knocked off and he punches a caveman and he looks at his fist and he says just like yeah or something you know like now I can hit people all the time. Mm. I like it. Uh, everything about that movie <laughs> was terrible, but so memorable. Oh, we gotta we gotta end with uh, which might be a new reoccurring uh, thing for us. What terrible but memorable? No, um, 
our younger brother Jared meeting celebrities. Oh, <laughs> who, did, who who rented a car from him today? Ever since he moved to Wilmington, he's been running to celebrities. We already said he ran into Michael Rooker from Walking Dead, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time he was looking for a new apartment, ah. and he steps into the elevator, and the real estate person was like, "This is actually a very famous apartment. <clears throat> we have a lot of celebrities that actually stay here, you know, while the shooting stuff." As she says this, someone holds the door. This hot chick gets in, and this very schlubby guy gets in. Lo and behold, it's Dan Fogler. Who's that? Dan Fogler is the lead guy from Balls of Fury. Dan Fogelberg? No, I'm pretty sure Fogler. Fogler. F-O-G-L-E-R. Ah. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, Dan Fogler. Awesome. And I love Balls of Fury. Yeah. I love Balls of Fury. He was also in... um, like the last mocap movie ever, Mars Needs Moms. Oh, yeah. It was a terrible flop. Yes, yeah, like one of the biggest flops of all time. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, I mean, be proud. You were in a, a terrible floppy movie. He was in Fanboys back in 2009. Fanboys was awesome. And uh, he was in... Um, oh, my God. He, he, was, he was in an 80s movie with the guy from that 70s show. And it was really funny. Uh, Shit, I saw it. It was like four years ago. I don't Just, know. I, IMDb him really fast. I am. I'm looking at all his movies. Julie! He did. It was like an 80s movie. It was an he 80s did. movie. Wait, wait, wait. He's, his movie this year is called Don Peyote. Mm. Uh, looks like a silly stoner movie. Go back like four years. Okay. He was in Kung Fu Panda, apparently. Just go back and look for an 80s. The movie, the movie is like an 80s catchphrase. He's on the Goldbergs, Hannibal, Dog Eat Ugly Americans. Come on. Uh, he's done a lot of TV work. Come on. I'm going. He was in Kung Fu Panda Holiday. No, that doesn't count. He's not a shit ton of TV. I got to think of this 80s movie. He's basically like like Booger from the 80s. Oh, Good Luck Chuck? Nope. He's too uh, far. It oh, was earlier than that. Home field, oh, okay. Home Field Advantage, Hyper, Dump, Slippery Slope, School for Scouters, uh, Horton Hears a Who, Macaroni Brothers, Fanboys, no. Hysterical Psycho, Talking, Taking Woodstock, Love Happens. I mean, I'm up to 2009 now. Keep going. I said it was four years ago, so oh, get to shit. 2010. Malarkey does TV, TV, TV. Um, take me home tonight. Yeah, there hey. it is. <laughs> take me home tonight. Told you it was an 80s catchphrase. Oh, uh, yes, there it is. Eight, uh, that was awesome. Teen movie. So it doesn't. you don't have to love the 80s, but it is set in the 80s. Starring the guy from that 70s show, Topher Grace. Mm-hmm. And a really hot actress. Anna Ferris. No, not no. Anna Ferris is in it. Yeah. And, and fucking Chris Pratt is in it, Star-Lord, who he met his wife, Anna Ferris in this movie. Awesome. Star-Lord is the head jock. Oh, uh, Teresa Palmer is the uh, hot chick. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry I didn't know her name, but uh, no. And uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, Michael Bean, is the dad in it. Mm. So highly recommend Take Me Home Tonight. If you're into like teen movies and stuff, definitely one of the better ones in a while. And it's also set in the 80s, which is like a bonus, but it doesn't have to be. But Dan Fogler is awesome. He's the good side character. Dan Fogler makes that movie. And our brother saw him in the elevator. Cool. And now, now when he saw Michael Rooker, he knew enough about him that he was able to start a conversation based on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. With Dan Fogler, I was like, dude. Tell me, when you were in the elevator, <laughs> you didn't come up to him and say you're a big fan. You just said, I'm the boggle master. <laughs> because he's supposed to... 
when when they're when they're making fun of uh, Enter the Dragon slash Mortal Kombat in Balls of Fury mm-hmm. with Christopher Walken as uh, Shang Tsung, um, they force him to spend the night with a sex slave, Ugh. and uh, the sex slave is um, shit. Um, <laughs> who was the guy that did the voice actor of Batman in Brave and the Bold cartoon? I don't know. Sorry. Ah, uh, shit. He was in the Drew Carey show. The guy's been in a shit ton of things. A big voice actor. Oh, uh, uh, uh Styles? Was it? No, no, no. No, he's, he's got like a girl name. The other guy. Isn't it Diedrich Baker? Yes. Diedrich? Yes. That guy. He is a uh, sex slave. And, <laughs> and, and, and Aisha Tyler puts him in the room of Dan Fulger and he's supposed to bang him. <laughs> <clears throat> but instead, they play board games. They play board games all night. And so when they're leaving the room, he's like, I am the boggle master. Hmm. <laughs> And I was like, dude, if you had just said that to him in the elevator, that dude would have fucking loved you. That's because Balls of Fury <laughs> tanked. Yes. But if you quote Balls of Fury to Dan Fulger in an elevator, rather than just being like, hey, man, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. If you just said, I'm the boggle master, that dude would have smiled. He would have liked that. You know, I am so ready to meet celebrities. Yeah? Yes, our brother has to stop meeting them. I need to start meeting them because I've got like the best lines. To like be cool, but without like scaring the shit out of them or something. Well, well, you're gonna have your chance. I mean, uh, we put in to interview Mike Tyson at Comic Con, and so, Triumph. Yes, and Triumph, the insult comic dog. Uh, yeah. So, so if we get if we get in, if they look at our credentials and they say pass. Yeah, there's uh, no way we're getting in, but we can hope. But I mean, so what would you what would you say to Mike? T- I mean, have you seen the documentaries on him? Have you seen oh man, work? Mike Tyson, Mike he's, Tyson, yeah, man. He's done. He's done like so much since uh, boxing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, like, I watched. Uh, I forget what documentary it, it was, but like he was in it. Like current day, Mike Tyson was talking about the glory days, and it was basically a lot from like his perspective and stuff. And it was really sad. Really yeah. sad. Yeah, he had a. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna introduce myself with something really sad. No, of course not. <laughs> so. No, well, we'll see. We'll see if we get in there. But right. speaking of speaking of Cartoon Network and Comic Con, tomorrow morning you got to sign up for the Cartoon Network cruise. Oh, that's tomorrow morning. Yeah, this is like a late night cruise on Saturday night. Yeah, man, with all the Cartoon Network personalities and a mystery secret band will be performing <laughs> on the cruise ship. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's gonna be Get Fluffy. Who's that? Oh, it's from another teen movie. God damn it, Chad. What? No, it's, the the thing is like. <laughs> Like I haven't watched Cartoon Network in a while. Like there are mm-hmm. certain shows that I watch, but like it's they're all about like their main franchises, which are Adventure Time, you know, regular yeah. show. Um, uh, what's that name? Gum, not Gumdrop. Uh, fuck that show. Yeah, the show with the cartoons, but the backgrounds are all real. Yeah, that's you, know, you know, they they have like their handful of shows that they like push like crazy, and uh, I feel like I miss the Adventure Time boat. I watch, you know. I watch a couple episodes here or there, but like I just don't watch uh, TV. Chad, yes. Sign up for the cruise tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Think about this. There's going to be Cartoon Network people on there. We're going to be on a cruise. There's going to be a mystery band. I mean, it sounds like some cool shit. Why not? Why not get on it? You know what I mean? I mean, no. I, I'm, I'm They're going to do cruise. something cool for us. I, I did I tell you I've been on that cruise. Well, yeah, but I mean, maybe we'll get to drink beers with Seth Green. That'd be cool. Yeah. No, I'm saying it's a good. It's a good cruise. I was on a they you know they they basically like run around the tip of Manhattan and then like do a quick tour like uh, I'm circle not, of uh, I'm not Statue doing Liberty. the cru- I'm not doing the cruise for the sightseeing Chad no I want to party with Cartoon Network and whatever band this is all right 
something we are we are Williams brothers. Something cool is going to happen to us if we get on that cruise. It's true. It's it's going to be. We're going to have something cool to talk about. It has nothing to do with the fucking cruise itself. <laughs> I don't give a shit about sightseeing. Oh. I just want to go on this cruise and party. All right. So, and at that point, I mean, it'll either be go on that cruise or there'll be like one panel that night that we'll have to check out. So we'll get to choose. But we got to get on tomorrow morning and sign up before it books up. You got it. Because it said it opens September 29th to sign up. So, All right. Let's do it and at least give us a chance because I already tried to get us tickets for Jimmy Fallon The Tonight Show and they were gone and the Colbert Report was filled up and The Daily Show was filled up. Like the only tickets they had going was like fucking Rachel Ray and I was like, screw Ooh. that. So I was like, I wanted to get on a TV show and I couldn't. So let's do this Cartoon Network Cruise. You got it, dude. All right. So remember that tomorrow morning because if I get a ticket and you don't, it's going to suck. Well, for just, you. Why don't you just get two tickets for. Well, what I else? don't know. I don't know what the rules are. If I can do that, if I can do plus one, I'll do it. You should do it. Well, I know, Chad, but you've got to try and do it too because <laughs> they might only give one, okay? All right. All right. All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Get on. First thing tomorrow morning. God. Make this shit happen. I, I just had this fear that they're going to be like, oh, and by the way, who was in Adventure Time Season 2, Episode 3? Who was the main antagonist? I'll be like, fuck, I'm sorry. I'm not a real nerd anymore. That's okay. I don't uh, know that answer. Yeah. It's okay, dude. All right. Thank dude. you. we got to sign up so we at least have the option. All right. It's going to be cool. I'm really looking forward to Comic-Con. It's great. Uh, yeah. A couple, a couple we'll of my friends are, are like running panels and stuff, so... I'm okay, hoping, well, they, hoping they get in there. Well, we got to do the preview episode of that next week because that's a, that'll be right before Comic Con starts. Fuck yeah! All right, so before we do anything else, yes, I got to announce the winner of the Cora contest. Oh shit! I haven't really been paying attention. Uh, you didn't miss much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he only had a couple entries. Okay. But clearly, the clear winner here uh, is. Mr. Casper Fan Rasmussen. Oh yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, I I told people to show show us your bending. You know, write a story. I don't even care. He said his bending would be media bending. Oh shit, that's right. I actually replied to that. Yeah, control yeah. television, make the news say whatever I want, and I was like, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, they. I mean, people do that in real life. You know, like yes, all the time, all the damn time, <laughs> especially in politics. It's basically set up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I enjoy that. It was clever. So, Casper, message us with your address, and those Cora plushies are yours. Congratulations. Cool. Good job, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it. All right. Well, I got to get out of here. All right, dudes, check us out. We're a weekly podcast. We're on our headquarters, jumpmanpodcast.com. You could also check us out on iTunes. Please subscribe. Uh, like us on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, add add your voice to the pool. Uh, thanks so much for everybody who's dropping links on us. Uh, yeah. And uh, let's see, we're at RetroWareTV.com and Elder-Geek.com. And, dude, and if you are going to be in town for Comic-Con, let us know. Because yep. I'm, I'm all about uh, hanging out with you guys. And if you can't get with us on the cruise, maybe we could just hang out, uh, I don't know, at a pub somewhere. There's a ton of pubs in New York that are close. So Get, get on, or, or or we can go to Scores. Yes. <laughs> or we can go to scores. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Save your dollar bills. Oh God. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Bye. Jump man engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand. One shall fall. Fatality.